The first lesson and the sermon text from the prophet Micah, chapter 5, verses 2 to 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, from you will go out the one who will be the ruler for me in Israel. His goings forth are from the beginning, from the days of eternity. Therefore, the Lord will give them up until the time when the woman who is in labor bears a child. Then the remaining survivors from his brothers will return to the people of Israel. He will stand and shepherd with the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. They will dwell securely, for at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. This one will be their peace. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So it is officially crunch time. If you have gifts that still need to be bought, you have only a few days left to get them. If you have family or friends coming to stay with you, that guest bedroom better be dusted and vacuumed. And if you still have cookies to bake, brother, your oven better at least be warming up. This is now the time for stress and pressure and frayed nerves. This is the season now to do and do and do and do and never stop doing, at least not long enough to catch your breath before you have to start doing something else. You hear words like peace and rest this close to Christmas and your reaction may be, sure, right, peace and rest. Maybe in January, maybe by February, Groundhog's Day, there's a holiday that you can relax on, but this time of year, no, this is not the time for peace and rest. And you know, when cookies and commerce and cleaning are concerned in all those different areas of life, peace and rest may seem like ridiculous ideas this time of year, that's true. But peace is what Christmas is all about. Peace is what Jesus brings us on Christmas, and Jesus brings us peace for an area of our life, not that those things I mentioned before are unimportant, not that they don't matter, but Jesus brings us peace for an area of our life that is much more important than all of those things put together. Jesus comes to bring us peace between God and us. The prophet Micah was looking ahead to Christmas, he was looking ahead to the birth of the Christ, the Messiah. In fact, the prophet Micah was looking way ahead to the birth of the Messiah because he lived about 700 years before Jesus was born on Christmas night. But when the prophet Micah looked ahead, even through all of those years, when he looked ahead to the birth of the Messiah, what he saw, the Christ bringing his people, more than anything else was peace. Peace for Micah's people, the nation of Israel back then, but also peace for God's people, Israel, today. And Israel back then, Israel of Micah's time in the Old Testament, this was peace that they needed with God. Because sadly, the nation of Israel had wrecked their relationship with God. If you want to talk about stressed and frayed, and pressured. It was way worse than that. Israel had broken their connection to God. 
They had sinned against him over and over again without repenting. They had refused to say they were sorry and to turn to God for forgiveness. They had fractured their relationship with the Lord. And yet, the Lord refused to give up on his chosen people of Israel. Now, Israel was going to suffer the consequences for their sin and their lack of repentance. They were going to be conquered and carried away into exile. Micah says, the Lord will give them up. On account of their own sin and their own unbelief, the nation of Israel was going to have to live apart from the Lord for a while, separate from his peace, separate from his protection. But the Lord also promised a Messiah, a Savior, who was coming to reestablish that peace between God and his people. Now, there were a lot of areas in Israel's existence where things were never going to be the same again. As a consequence of their rebellion against the Lord, Israel was never again going to be a significant geopolitical power. They were never going to have great kings on their throne again like Saul and David and Solomon. Those days were gone, and they were never coming back. But what was coming back to Israel was more important. The Messiah was coming to bring peace between God and his people. And Micah says that this Savior who is coming to bring peace is a ruler He is a ruler who is even better than those old kings like David and Solomon. Micah defines and describes him this way. The one who will be ruler for me in Israel, his goings forth are from the beginning, from the days of eternity. Do you see what Micah is saying here about this Savior who is coming? He says that the days of this Savior go back to eternity. Well, There is only one being in existence who goes back all the way into the days of eternity, and that is God himself. So what Micah is telling the people of Israel here is this great ruler who is coming to reestablish peace between you and the Lord, this is the Lord himself. This is the eternal God who is coming into your world to bring peace between you and him. And this was not the first time that the Lord had promised this eternal Savior, this bringer of peace. Micah says he is not going to come until the time when the woman who is in labor bears a child. You know, when the time comes for a woman, when the days are getting close for her to give birth to a child, it's pretty easy to tell with the naked eye that something big is about to happen. And when that pregnant woman goes into labor, then it becomes even clearer that something really important is about to happen. And when the child is actually born, everything changes. Everything changes in major ways, and it changes permanently. Sometimes I think it can be easy for Christians today to sort of keep their distance a little bit from the Old Testament of the Bible The first part of God's revelation where this prophet Micah lived and preached, the names are hard to pronounce, unfamiliar geography and historical figures. Sometimes it's hard to get your mind around all of it, and maybe the the easiest way to deal with the Old Testament is to just kind of not deal with it at all. And if that's been you and your approach to the Old Testament in your life, first of all, you're not alone, but 
May I also offer you maybe just a very simple and accurate way to think of the Old Testament, this time when Micah lived and preached. It's basically the story of a pregnancy. The nation of Israel was a lot like a pregnant woman. Israel was carrying inside of herself this promise of an eternal Savior who was going to come into the world and bring peace. And as the centuries unfolded, the Lord sent prophets to slowly reveal a little more detail about who this Savior would be and the work he would do. So by the time Micah came around, there was like this this healthy baby bump in Israel. You could see that something big was about to happen. A birth was about to take place. And now Micah says, the woman is going into labor. The time of the birth is drawing near. And when this Savior comes, when the Savior is born, everything is going to change. Everything is going to change in big ways and it's going to change forever. The time of the birth was on its way. When it came, everything would change. And here is the most important way. He will stand and shepherd with the strength of the Lord. In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, they will dwell securely. This one will be their peace. So, Israel had fractured its relationship with God by her own sin and her own unbelief. There were consequences for that, but the Lord was true to his promise to send an eternal Savior to bring back peace for his people. And he sent that Savior through the nation of Israel like a son being born through his mother. And that Savior brought peace for Israel and peace that lasts forever. And by this point in the sermon, you may well be thinking to yourself, well, hasn't this been a nice history lesson on the nation of Israel? Uh, They were bad. They made God angry. There were consequences, but because God is eternally gracious, he, he kept his promise to send this eternal Savior to bring peace to the nation of Israel isn't that nice for Old Testament Israel. But here's the thing. Uh, Israel is not just a nation with borders that existed back in the Old Testament. Israel is everyone who believes in the true God and in this promise of a Messiah. This is the way the New Testament defines Israel. You and I, we are the Israel of today. Even the prophet Micah in these verses looks ahead to a time when people from all over the earth are going to hear about the Lord and his promised Messiah. They're going to believe and they're going to join themselves to Israel by faith. In these verses, Micah says, at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. That's us. You know, if you, if you look at it from the perspective of Israel, it's hard to get much farther away than northern Virginia. We are the people at the ends of the earth. We are the Gentiles who have heard the greatness of the Lord and put our faith in him. We are the Israel of today. What God did for his people Israel back then, he does for us today. And that is very good news for us because we have also broken our own relationship with God, with our sin and our imperfect faith. We fractured our relationship with him, but what God did for his people then, he does for his people today. He has kept his promise to send himself, the eternal God, into the world to bring peace to his people. And through his nation of Israel, Jesus has come like a son through his mother. And Jesus came into this world to live out perfection in your place and mine. 
And we get the credit in God's eyes for Jesus' holy life through faith in him. It's the robe of righteousness that is draped over us by faith. And Jesus Christ came into this world to go to the cross and he absorbed all of the wrath, all of God's punishment that our sins deserve. So now there is nothing left between God and us but peace. Total tranquility forever. That Savior Jesus, just before he went to the cross, To finish that work, he said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. You know as well as I do that sometimes it's easy to be troubled and it's easy to be afraid. We can doubt sometimes whether we really do have this true and lasting peace with our Heavenly Father. We know from Scripture that with every sin and with every imperfection in our faith, we earn God's wrath and His condemnation. And sometimes you can think of things you've done wrong in your life, the guilt and the regret comes back to you, and it's easy to doubt, it's easy to be afraid whether this peace is real, or maybe God is just kind of waiting to even the score. And He's going to get back at me for what I've done wrong, maybe in this life, or even worse, maybe in the life to come. Never think that way. We never have to think that way as Christians. God is not looking to get back at us for anything. He is never going to even the score. Not here, not on Judgment Day, not in the world to come, because Jesus brings true and lasting peace. He has done all the work to take away our sins and their punishment, and they are gone forever. There is nothing but peace between God and us forever. And that peace affects every aspect of my existence as a human being. First and foremost, most importantly, it is peace for my heart, peace for my soul. That I do not have to doubt where I stand with God. That I know I am at peace with Him forever. I never have to fear His punishment for my sins. You see, then that peace that I have in my soul that is also going to affect the other areas of my life, my mind and my body. See, when I find myself at a time in life where I am under extreme stress and extreme pressure, for example, the six days before Christmas, when Christmas is more accurately stressmas, I'm going to remember this peace that I have with God in my Savior Jesus, and everything else around me in my world is really quickly and quietly going to fall into perspective. I would ask myself, why on earth would I let things like buying presents or cleaning a home or, for heaven's sake, baking cookies? Why would I let these things interfere with any peace that I have on any level in my life? This is the time of year when I celebrate the gift of my Savior Jesus and knowing that I am right with God. So you let that peace dwell in your heart and it will spill over into every part of your existence in these days leading up to Christmas. You are right with God and you will have peace up and down, back and forth, inside and out, all the way through these days leading up to Christmas and all the way through your life. Amen.